Okay, number nine. Round nine. It's a beautiful day. It was a little wet this morning, but God knows we needed the moisture, as the farmers would say. That's a farmer thing to say. <laughs> we are back. It is rump chat. It is Friday. It is 71 degrees, a nice breeze. It's Friday, yeah. We probably have, uh, well, no, not probably. We have the uh, biggest guest by far. We've had Bob Tallman on a couple times, Donnie Gay, um, uh, gosh, Boyd Weston. You know, we have had, you know, the biggest in Western sports industry, but now we have the biggest probably guest we will ever have on Rump Chat. Yeah. And we are very excited that she actually said yes to come sit with a couple idiots like us. Y'all, uh, we, we got to get loud because none of this would happen without her. Please welcome the Honorable Mayor of Fort Worth, Texas, Miss Betsy Price. They're really bad, aren't they? <laughs> All right, guys. Oh. They're going to make me be politically correct and sit six feet apart anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, well... I'll I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, one up you on the political stuff. But this is a true story. When I was in eighth grade, I ran for the student council president against uh, Brian Yoakum and Rachel McIver, and I won that race. And uh, I was the president of student council, and I got us ten extra minutes outside after lunch before the sixth period bell. So I also have a little bit of a background in. In politics, round of applause for Justin Rumford, everybody. Thank Attaboy. you. Hi, uh, Justin. That's pretty darn good that you won and that you got a change. It was because deal. Rachel McIver was way smarter than I was, but I was more of the you were people's more savvy. people. Yeah, yeah. I was the, the cool kid who, uh, well, I wasn't that cool, but, you know, here I, we are. I had a taste in politics. I was a freshman class president, 28 kids in Sydney, Iowa. So, you know, if you need some advice, I'm, you got my I, email. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, you got to be a people person. That's what this is all about. Yeah. You're the you're the longest tenured mayor in the history of Fort Worth, Texas. I am. For some reason, they keep reelecting me, and I've served for ten years, and nobody else has ever served more than eight years. That's outstanding. They like cowboy hats in Fort Worth. Amen. And, re and Republicans. And Republicans. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so speaking of that, you uh, you're going uh, to Washington. Scarf. You're going to Washington, D.C. next week, I believe? No, I went this you week. You went this week uh -huh. and, and met with them to, to, to do some business? We met with uh, President Trump and Vice President to talk about the vaccines and how we're going to deliver it and what's going on. Just a general conversation. I'm the largest, I'm the, the only Republican leader of a top 25 cities in the nation. Wow. And Fort Worth is now the 13th largest city, so I get invited to the White House fairly often. That's outstanding. But I go, even when there's Democrats serving, I get to go, too. So. <laughs> she mumbled that under I'm the not crowd. very politically correct, am I? This you, is rump chat. We're, favorite, we're never politically correct. Can you switch correct. chairs with the mayor? That, yeah. one, uh, that one Anthony said is making him nervous. Yeah, we'll, oh, we'll no, switch chairs. Are you sure? Yeah, okay. Fall. And All if right. I do fall, it won't be the first time I've ever fallen on my face, either. <laughs> or so, the so, last, I'm sure. So, Mayor, what, what's Trump like? Like, I mean, is he just like what he seems on TV? 
Pretty much. He's probably a little more personable, uh, just one-on-one -on -one or just with one or two people. I will tell you, he's really interesting because when the press comes in, he is totally changed. And you all know how much he loves the press. <laughs> but he's, he's fine. He's, he's fun to be with, and he's, he's a real gentleman. That's, that's awesome. I, I would, I, uh, he's have a, very outspoken, but yeah. then, you know, so am I. <laughs> well, God bless you. But I, I like that. I like people that, that talk how they want, and they say what needs to be said. Life's pretty short. My dad always just said, Say what you want to say, and they'll like it or they won't. Yeah. And pretty much after all these years, he's right. I, I actually wrote uh, Donald Trump a letter a while back <laughs> when I tried to get him on Rump Chat. Remember that? Yeah. And I got a really nice— He said no, Marisol. Yeah. Darn. <laughs> he didn't know what he's missing. I know. He'd I, have got reelected. Well, it's not over yet. Well, so. and I said the, the, the reason how I kind of said it, I said, you know, I've grown up my, all, my whole life. My last name is Rumford. And uh, there's no P in Rumford. It's R-U-M-F-O-R-D. Like I've always told people, rum like the drink, Ford like the truck. Rum Ford, right? Everybody called me Rump forever, R-U-M-P. If you put a T before Rump, it's Trump. So I told the president, we're, we're kind of like name brothers. And I got a really nice uh, letter back from him and uh, with his signature. I'm pretty sure he didn't type it. But um, I got one. And... Uh, so um, yeah, oh yeah, I kept it. I've actually got it. Two pens from laws that he signed that I happened to be there when they signed legislation into fact, and he gave me one of the pens he signed with. So that's kind of fun. That's outstanding. Now, uh, I think is it the fourteenth? Vaccines are starting to come. Yeah, they approved Texas, them, and they here? will come to Texas uh, on the fourteenth, and we'll be putting them shots in arms, as they say, probably beginning on Tuesday. So. I, that, but I, you're not old enough. They start, or you're not a medical worker. It starts with medical workers, uh, then nursing home residents, and then goes from there. I expect the general public will start getting shots in probably March. When's, uh, when's the last night of uh, full night of sleep you've gotten? Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> so we were. We I'm were, not a big sleeper. Yeah, we were in uh, Houston. Uh, you know, I was working the rodeo, and when we obviously the world came halting. No kidding. And. Uh, Obviously, I mean, it's an obvious question, but what has it been just, has it just been nonstop calls at 10, 11 o'clock at night? or You know, people are pretty respectful. Most of the calls stop by 10 or 10.30. They start again about 6 or in the morning or so. Ooh. But it's, you know, after the first week, the first shutdown came March the 13th. Not that I can tell you exactly what day <laughs> it was, but I can tell you what time it was, too. And, and after about a month or six weeks, it settled into kind of a routine and now it's just peaks and valleys. Yes, ma'am. Before, uh, I don't know if anybody's ever asked you this, but like on a non-COVID, regular year, what, what has to be the worst part about being mayor? Oh, if there is the one. best part is dealing with people. I love people, but sometimes that's the worst <laughs> part also. <laughs> I was going to say the worst part also. If you can only deal with the people you like, that's... That's the perfect world right there. No, I don't know that it is. You got to deal with people to make life interesting. You want all kinds of people to keep it interesting, and they, and you don't always agree with them, and they don't certainly don't always agree with me. But clearly, enough of them do that I keep winning. Absolutely, and we love it for it. And it's, uh, I mean, you've Fort Worth has grown immensely. 
And, yeah, and your when I took office 10 years ago, Fort Worth was uh, about 760,000, and now we're pushing a million people. Wow, wow. We were the 17th largest city, and now we're the 13th largest, and we will be at least 12th yeah. with the Round of applause That's for awesome. that, everybody. That is awesome. And you know, not the just problem is it's you want to keep Fort Worth Fort Worth. Yes. And managing that growth and reminding people why they moved to Fort Worth and what it is they like about it. And that they should continue that is, is one of the most difficult things we do. Mm -hmm. Well, I tell you, um, I'm, uh, I'm an Iowa boy, born and raised. But Bob Tallman is a close, dear friend of, of both all of ours up here. Yep. Um, he told me, he said, kid, you got to get to Texas. Smart and man. I, I didn't have a lot of rodeos at that time. And he had a, bought into a uh, security system so, uh, company. And so I was installing, doing some jobs for him. I moved after Denver Rodeo. I went home, packed up my stuff, moved to Fort Worth, right over off of Montgomery. Smart man. Moved, I got here. Listen to this. I got, the day I got here, I went to the rodeo. Never been to the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo. Uh, me and my roommate, we went to the rodeo. We're in the back, backstage club upstairs. That night, I met my now wife. The very awesome. first night, I moved to Fort Worth, Texas. I married a Texas girl, and oh. that was very It was meant to be, and he has a Texas baby now, too. Yes, ma'am. cute as a button. Yes, ma'am. Born and right here in you're Fort Worth. Iowa? Yes, ma'am. You know what Iowa's famous for besides corn? For bike rides. Yes, the, the rag bride. The rag bride, which and is the ride across Iowa, and I've done it three times. You have? I have. It's about 350 miles in a week. What's your favorite part of Iowa? Oh, I love the uh, rolling, the lower part with rolling hills. The the I don't know. There's the, no particular the favorite hills. part. Well, the lowest hills. The lowest there's hills. Not the, the there's only hills. two. Th that structure. Anyway, I'm not going to get into it. We got the mayor of Worth on. Uh, so yeah. that that's I, I know you're you're really into bike riding. Obviously, if you do I rag used to ride be really into times. horseback riding. I grew up riding and rode for years. When I lost my last horse, I thought. Bicycles cheaper than a horse to keep up. Yes, so it is. That's, that's very smart. Going to bicycles for the time being. You know what? She, you, this was what's cool too. Her security detail, very, very, very nice guys. Um, but don't get you wrong. This mayor can take care of herself. She packs, so don't try nothing. So you want, you want me to tell you a funny story about that? I would love to tell you a funny story. I was at U.S. Conference of Mayors about four or five years ago. And U.S. Conference of Mayors is the top 200 cities in the nation, the mayors from them. And there's particularly a group that's about the top 50 that I belong to. And that, that was about the time of the Sandy Hook shooting. And they were trying to ban guns. And they kept saying, Mayor, you're the only one of the top 15 cities that hasn't signed this pledge to ban guns. And I said, I'm not signing it. I will not sign that pledge to ban guns. And so they went on and on for two or three days, and finally they sent Rahm Emanuel over, who was the mayor of oh, Chicago yeah, at yeah. the time, and said, Betsy, you have to sign this. You're the odd man out. I said, if you'll give me a minute while I take my pistol out of my purse, I'll consider signing it. Went, <laughs> you don't carry a pistol, Betsy. I said, yeah, I do. He went, oh, never mind, you're never going to sign, and walked <laughs> off. So, I love it. Oh, I love it. Pistol pack his mama. I love it. <laughs> They, actually, we were in Australia several years ago, and one of my friends is the mayor of Sydney, and she said, how do I introduce you? I said, just as Mayor Betsy, and she said, no, no, no. In Sydney, it's the Lord Mayor so-and-so, and I said, well, I'm not the Lord Mayor. I'm just Mayor Betsy, and so she took me out to introduce me. She said, this is the mayor of Fort Worth, Texas, a pistol-packing mama. <laughs> That's right. And in Australia, that didn't go over real well. <laughs> 
<laughs> that surprises me that that Australia would be like that. Parts of it, parts of yeah. it, they're pretty strict. So, um, gosh, you know, I asked the, the gal that runs the uh, uh, talking about like Fort Worth staple is the cattle drive, mm-hmm. and I go, what happens, you know, when you retire them? She goes, well, they give them up to adoption. The ranch that had uh, had given them to us, take them back, but. You got one. Can we you, did. Can we did have. He passed away recently. We had Sheriff Smitty, who was one of the very early Longhorns, and when he retired nearly three years ago, we took him to our ranch, and he had his own little fiefdom out there with all our Charlotte cows. He just, even though he's a steer, he thought he was king of the ranch. I would. And we you, lost him just recently to old age. Can uh, maybe pull some strings? I'd love to put one on my one acre in San Angelo. Put your name in the hat. They might <laughs> let you take them. <laughs> That's what they do. They draw for them. Uh huh. Really. Really. Yeah. Pretty so much. So did you uh, did you Michelle. buy them? No. Uh uh-uh. uh. When they're ready to retire, they just go to good homes. They go to somebody to take care of them. How many people uh will actually try to are on the list for that on the adoption for the Longhorns? Oh gosh, I don't I don't know. I haven't seen it lately. I don't I don't Man. know. A good, so a good many. A little birdie uh, also told me, and um, you like uh, some tequila. I do. Every once in a while. I do. I love I you. I make no bones about it. I how, love good see, tequila. See, how much you tequila are. have you drank in the last nine months? <laughs> I'm afraid to answer that. It might incriminate me. It's rough, uh, Chad. It's okay. So uh, There's nothing like a good shot of tequila, though. Uh, okay. Well, uh, don't forget. Would you Would you do it? We have got a little birdie told me some chilled Patron. Oh, here they come with the Patron. Would you do a sh- it's rump chat. We're a little off the wall, as you can tell. Would you do a shot of Patron Absolutely. with us? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. If, if this works, this might be the coolest thing that I've ever done this my whole life. This is by far. It's got to be good Patron. It's, it's ho- here, hand, would you get up and hand it yeah. to the mayor? Thank you. And a, and a lime. Oh, and a lime. Hand her a lime. This is uh, by far the coolest thing. Thank you. Uh, oh, that's a big line. Thank uh, you. So this is by far. Okay, I'm a little shocked she said yes. I, this is by far the coolest mayor in the history of, of the world. Can I get an amen to that? Amen. So we want to toast Mayor Betsy because without you and the surrounding communities, the NFR would not have happened. It's a joint effort, and we're so glad you're all here in Caltown. So, to Fort Worth, Texas. Cheers. Raise Fort Worth, them up. Texas. Oh, I love that. Oh, good. Excellent. Very good. We, we had some of the mayors here recently at Lonesome Dove, and a couple of the mayors from Michigan and New York said, you guys, they might be wusses when it comes to drinking tequila. I, I'm, I'm going right on talking, and I just realized I can't breathe. I just got to get a chaser. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're go ahead. Sorry. Oh. Anyway, we had all these mayors here at Lonesome Dove, and they said, let's have a shot of tequila. So we did, and I ordered them up, and everybody got some chill, and they said, well, let's have a second. I said, okay, and it turned out I was the only one got tequila on the second round. The rest Ooh. of them ordered water. The old oh. switcheroo. Switched on me. That's not good. That's not good. So Sorry, uh, I took my security detail, pulls the plug, and says, no more, Mayor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Please don't uh, arm bar me after this, please. I don't know where no, they're they at. Don't, they they're don't sneaking care. around somewhere, and they're huge. <laughs> they don't care. 
That's awesome. I'm responsible for me Amen, and the city. Sister. And, 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 and thank God for that. And what, there's nothing wrong with tequila, right? It might keep COVID away. It's made of te, uh, tequila is made of potatoes. Yeah. So technically, every shot you take of tequila is like a full round of your daily dose of vegetables. I thought it was made from the cactus. Okay. Te- vodka is tequila. Oh. Uh, vodka is potatoes. Tequila I, is, is. As you can tell, I'm not You also thought cactus. Fort Worth was founded by the Algonquin Indians. Yeah. That's not true, though, is it? No. Uh, he told me it was founded in 1903. <laughs> that's not true. No. At all. No. Y'all, we. Uh, 1849. Hey, that's, what it, that, that's what I thought, 1849. Yeah. 1849. Yeah. As a fort uh, to fight the Indians. They originally called this area. Wanahe, which is an old word that means abundance. abundance. <laughs> He's so full of was on the river. <laughs> and this area here was Nile City. It wasn't annexed into Fort Worth till about 1918. And uh, that was the first year Tallman announced the Fort Worth Stock 1918. Show. Probably so. <laughs> <laughs> How special guy is Bob Tallman? Bob Tallman, if y'all don't know Bob, is the voice of the Fort Worth Rodeo and has been for 41 years. And he's the voice of many others, too, including the NFR. And he is a phenomenal guy. He is. Lives no, just right outside the edge of Fort Worth. And he's just one of my favorite people. Yeah. If, if, and if, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame this past Monday. Yes, ma'am. And if anybody out there does not know, here that does not know who Bob Tallman is, turn in your NFR tickets and go home. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he actually married me and my wife. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. He said uh, it's going to be his last one because he'll know her work because the three before that, they all got divorced. So. I'm a little nervous about uh, yeah. that. <laughs> no. Um, and, and on that note, too, my wife, you know, she, she's a buyer at the Maverick right down the street. And that personally, I, I personally want to thank you for all the hard work and, and letting and us your whole have team, what you guys have done, because that is saving that store. Well, the idea, and a lot of stores. It, we've got the real backbone of any thriving city is their small businesses. The shops, the retails, the restaurants, the Amen. suppliers. And to think that we could shut them down and literally you will kill. Small businesses operate on a shoestring. I was a small business owner. And you may make a profit, but you also have employees working for you and insurance and everything else. And if you're not open and selling, you're not making that meeting payroll. Yes. And so the whole idea was to try to keep our businesses open. And we put $60 million in the hands of small businesses uh, during COVID, the city has. And rather than spend it on city services, we chose to put it into our business community. And that's, that's why you keep getting voted back. Thank you. For moves yeah. like that. Because you were, you, you, uh, you had a, t- a title and licensing company, correct? I did. Uh-huh. I worked for about 54 of the car, uh, new car and used car dealers in town before. But before that, but before I was mayor, I was Tarrant County's tax assessor. I have the dubious direct distinction of being the one who collected everybody's money, and I still got elected mayor. So that's, that's pretty three. awesome. That's People insane. don't generally like tax assessors and tax collectors. But you know, death and taxes two yeah, for sure say, things in America. I always America. say Jesus, Jesus dined with the tax collectors too. The Bible says that. Right. So gonna, can't be all bad. We need to make a T-shirt on that. Can we coin that phrase? Yeah. That's awesome. Actually, I think the Bible coined that phrase. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. Oh, yeah. Hambo, pay attention. Uh, we, I'm sorry. On that note. Uh, Maybe it was a tequila. I think it is. It's going straight to my head. You know, a tequila, you can't only just have one, uh, Mayor Betsy. So Actually, I'm just going to have one because that was. <laughs> I haven't had tequila since Christmas of 03. I That's think. when you cried. Yeah. You know exactly when you quit 
drinking it, huh? I cried. I'm a crier. I'm, well, I'm a very right. emotional guy. Nothing wrong with that. Well, but here's the problem. With tequila, if I'm not crying, uh, crying on your shoulder telling uh, somebody how much I love them, whether that be a relative or a family member, if I'm not crying on them, I'm trying to fight them in the parking lot. <laughs> so There's the problem. It could go. It's a 50-50. Ask Hambone. Uh, I've, I've hugged him and cried, and I also try to beat him up at a... Uh, Waterburger parking lot at three o'clock in the morning. So, and we're still friends. But we're you, didn't, you didn't succeed. He's still here. That's well, right. I was gonna, I was gonna punch him in the face, but you know, I don't know how to run a computer and do all this stuff. So, I kept. He him has to have bit. me. I'm in a necessity. Yeah, he really. Hambone's running the equipment over here. If you can't see it. That's right. That's me. I'm Hambone. But uh, I, I know you're busy, and we just honestly shocked a uh, uh, mutual friend obviously she's on your staff lakin uh thank you lakin for uh hooking she's this buzzing up around here somewhere and um i was shocked when she said she mayor betsy would love to come on rump chat because we usually get like my brother or somebody like that that you know it's like eh, nobody really cares she's about the one this. that's responsible for telling you i drink tequila isn't she she may have loose lips may have loose lips sink ships mayor <laughs> like she a, may have uh brought that up <laughs> So I was frantic. Yeah, I, I did the keynote for the PRCA convention, and uh, I said, life hands you lemonade, you drink lemonade, and if you're really bright, you put tequila in it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's part of my keynote. And you're doing, uh, uh, I think I saw something, a speech on RFD. You're not doing it at the, at the convention, correct? No, I'm doing it on RFD. Yeah. Okay. I'm doing it afterwards. It's the state of the city. The state of the city. Yeah. That's and right. And we'll be doing it in February. I crashed course like everything well, on Google. Well, you did good. Didn't yeah. I? Yeah. You, you were, uh, I think you went to Arlington Heights. I did. You graduated in 1992. That, oh, I love this man. <laughs> that's that same way. Yeah, six yeah. kids. Or no, three kids, six Three grand. kids, six grandkids. Yeah. That's my favorite job. Is Read a book, Rump. I, I honestly, um, when, when I found out you were coming on, I'm not going to lie to you. I got pretty nervous, and I was telling him. He was him, scared. He, he didn't want to do it, man. I, I, I get so nervous talking with any but it's official, you know, like my mind is uh, bucking horses and Motley Crue and uh, seltzers and, uh, you know, funny Anybody movies. Anybody with authority. like Mine is the same way. So I, I, I got get... a lot of Motley Crues to deal with. <laughs> so I was nervous. So when we were kind of talking, uh, you know, I said, man, I don't know what I'm going to ask. And Hambo's like, I got it. I got it. I'm like, thank goodness. Cause, but if I would have known that, you know, you were this cool, I might have, you know, put some more... You Put don't have to do homework. Just talk. I well, haven't. I didn't even do homework when I was in school. It's it's it, people of authority <laughs> scare him. You know, mayors, cops, detectives, lawyers, undercover policemen. <laughs> you know I that think old rigmarole. There's a theme here. Well, no, I mean it's. I've, well, let's just say if he's had a dollar for every time he's been in jail, he'd have seven dollars. However, <laughs> mayor, every one of those arrests, the guy that arrested me was laughing. I love that. You so, got to make them laugh. Yeah. Well, they. <laughs> Yeah, that don't help you in the end, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> and I mean, in today's world, we need a little laughter and a lot of smiles. And and that's what we hope we bring to, to the public. And, uh, I and again, think, I think you're doing it. We can't thank you enough for taking your time you're out of your busy schedule. Ladies and gentlemen, the Honorable Mayor, Betsy Price, Fort Worth, enjoy. Texas. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all thank you do. Thank you. Thank you for the tequila. <laughs> you are welcome, Mayor. Thank you, hon. Awesome. The best guest ever. One more time, everybody, in the live round of applause for Amir. We wouldn't be standing here 
we wouldn't be able to enjoy this beautiful day in Fort Worth, Texas. I wish we had more. I hate to be the next guy that's got to come up here and follow the mayor of Fort Worth. Boy, that would suck to be the next guy, wouldn't it? Uh, holy cow. We made it through. Heck I, yeah. If we had more people like her in office, life would be better, wouldn't it? She's awesome. That was, that was great. Well, okay. Um, Chase, you ready to roll that video real quick? Chase. All right, buddy. So our next guest, uh, why don't you check out the big screen, uh, comes from uh, the WCRA, and it's an event that's coming up, Corpus Christi. Coming up. Check it out, big screen. Founded in 1938, Corpus Christi hosted the first ever Buccaneer Days. The pageantry and parade were on full display while embracing the historic Coastal Bend's rich, colorful past. Showcasing the ranching and cowboy heritage of the region, 1992 introduced the Buck Days Pro Rodeo. The world's best cowboys and cowgirls take on the world's best livestock. Competing for the title of champion. Barrel racing to bull riding. Come with me now. Come with me now. Tonight, we honor the legendary history of the region by showcasing the best in the sport. This is. Turn on the microphone. Ladies and gentlemen, Scott Davis, welcome him to the stage. Thank you. Not the, um, not the mayor. Not the mayor. Um, not the mayor. But he's the... He's the he's Bone, y'all just took a shot with the mayor of Fort Worth, like during no normal business hours. I'm telling Rock you. Rock and roll! That, huh? only, that only happens on Rump Chat. Hey. All these other podcasts could Stick it. Stick it. But, stick but let me tell you what I did right after y'all took Facebook, a, a shot with the mayor. I got an autograph from St. Andrew Hilton. Oh, yeah. On my boot. The NFR, right the 2020 NFR steer pusher. If you saw that highlight uh, on the other my night, boot. that's my brother. He's got shout outs like three nights in a row. <laughs> Metters has, didn't he? Like, yeah. He hey, but he, always, but he always says, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's Hambone's brother. He got, always <laughs> has to remind Andy where he stands. The best content. Outside of rodeo action throughout the NFR, I thought I just told Andy I thought that was a heck the, of a deal. The best deal. was the last line he says, "Pushing steers at the NFR, we're dream or, <laughs> living the dream." Living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Scott Davis is with um, WCRA uh, World Championship Rodeo Association, um, where they give away lots of American dollars to top uh, rodeo contestants. Um, Tell us a little bit about your mission, what you guys are, are wanting to do. Well, um, first of all, I want to say uh, Johnny Filippello. Yes. Corpus was supposed to join us, wasn't able to do yeah. that, so I'm the lucky guy that you guys get to uh, he's, he's watching. interview. Yeah. He's watching on yep. Facebook Live. Hi, Johnny. We, Wish you were we here. We tried to call you, John. There, uh, 
ask anybody, give him a round of applause if you have terrible service right now. See, Johnny? There's no service. I should have asked the mayor about that. If we could tower put up here in the next couple days. Now, let's stick with the tequila. Anyway, so. So, so Johnny w can't be here with us. Um, so I'm on the hot seat. You guys get to ask me anything you want about the WCRA. Oh. But second oh. thing, <laughs> hey, look, I've known Hambone for longer than I've known you, Rump. But, yeah. I mean, and, and so, like, Hambone's borrowed my tractor and stuff like that. A lot. And you know what I mean? So Sounds just, like a bad country you know, so. we're, we're but and I never guys, filled it up, and I never washed it. Hey, y'all are killing it. Look at this crowd of people around here. I'm an avid uh, rump chat listener. And yeah. um, how about a round of applause for these guys, right? Oh, like, you guys. You have, you, a, you have a niche in the space, and you get up every day, and you try to amplify it. Yeah. And I think that that is necessary for growth in our industry. And I appreci we appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, it started out with, I mean, obviously we're good buddies, but People, there's a lot of good podcasts, and I give I give other ones crap. I mean, our some of our greatest friends, Matt West and Matt Merritt, and 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 I don't know, there's a ton of Flint. You know, they've all got podcasts, and they're really good. They're informative. We're not informative. We're entertainment. Actually, we've always wanted to. Oh, people like to come when we're at rodeo, come hang out at our campers because we park. We usually park by, beside each other, um, and drink beer and tell stories. So that's where you know our friend Berg was like, "Hey, you ought to just do a podcast." And we're like, okay. So we just went out and we, we just bought the equipment and Not just started we, telling. You bought the equipment. Well, yeah. yeah. But, you know, and that's what it started. But we just wanted to, to let people in on the behind-the-scenes dumb Absolutely. shit that happens. And, <laughs> and that's one reason why I'm so glad that when you talk about how we've both kind of started in this venture, that's what's so cool about. Do you want a beer? Yeah. Do you want a beer? I am thirsty. Here. Okay, give, here. Give him a gold buckle beer. This one's for How Rory. about that super light? That's uh, that gold buckle beer, good, huh? Yeah? We're, in a, we're in a pandemic. Well, I just went to Who Canada. Eh? This? Nobody. Um, okay. Take a drink. I've already Rory. had, I've already had COVID. Don't worry. No, but uh, you know the the Buck Days Rodeo, Rodeo Corpus Christi. Hey, Carly. They are our sponsor of the day, which is pretty cool because Johnny Filipello, who um, is the the main man there, um, he actually helped hire me the first year I was on my card. Uh, hired me for Rodeo Austin, and then he took over the main job at Corpus Christi. And for anybody that's never been to Buck Days, it's pretty badass. It's, it's a great building. It's at the, the right. Coliseum is on the water. On the water. How far? On from the, the bay. From the back door to the water, the back door of the Coliseum, it's like 30 foot, and you're in the ocean. So the, uh, the, the <laughs> what? Going to the Rope and Fiesta in San Angelo this year and seeing all those guys, there's so... Like, yeah, Shad Mayfield's awesome, but guess what? There's 10 other guys that are right behind him. Because, you know, he, uh, what is, he's only, he's not 21 yet, is he? Who, Shad? 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 I don't think so. I don't Ty follow Tie Down Roping that often. Well, you know what I'm saying? So, Sorry. like, the, at, at these, I don't, I, like, to know yeah, ages. Rump, I know, Shad I know that. Shad Mayfield, like, these, the baddest. I know who he is, events, obviously, but I don't know his age. At these young Tie Down events, like the ones they have in Guthrie, Oklahoma, like the rising stars and all that. Oh yeah, they might have 156 10 to 13 year old calf right. ropers. Oh, well, we had it there in Angelo's the Cody Ola World Championship qualifier and and uh, the, the Spur Arena full of kids. Absolutely, and would just kick ass. It's insane. The 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 It's insane the horsepower. It's these insane kids have. where the parents find the money to buy all the right. shit. Right. Well, yeah. and look, and and very true. Right. And so part of our general philosophy is that. Rodeo's participatory driven. The more money that's available, the more opportunity is, the more people are going to participate, right? So, I mean, look, 
the truth is we would love for our dollars to count right. to this rodeo right here, right? Like, we would love for that to be the case. We haven't been able to make that happen yet. I hope that we do in the very, very near future. In fact, we've asked on multiple occasions. That's the truth. And, and we would like to truly complement what Pro Rodeo is doing. And they've done an amazing job with this event considering the pandemic and all those types of things. But I, wanna, I just want to point out a couple of things, right? Staying on uh, tie-down rope and Cato Llewellyn. Yep. He was a rookie of the year in 2004. In, two, in 2018 and 2019, he's won over $50,000 at WCRA events. He's here at his first NFR. I have to feel like the money that he's won is contributing to his pursuit of a world title. We're not into world titles. We're into big-time rodeos on TV. Cheyenne Wimberly, same thing. NFR 97, 8, 9, something like that. Um, in 2019, she won close to $50,000 at WCRA events. She's just back at her second NFR. She made it in 19 and made it in 20. So we believe that, that those opportunities that athletes are seizing sort of outside of the system are also fueling the system. Well, and I, I agree with that 100% because one of my biggest pet peeves, and I, Hambo and I have talked about this a lot, is when people try to do good things for the Cowboys, okay? Now, one of my things that I really don't like now is Facebook because everybody's on Facebook. And so, like, if you have a WCRA event that ad, that pays 50000 to the winner, like in Green Bay, when Stockton Graves won 50000 you get people on there, I don't know why they're putting that money up for the WCRA. The PRSA is the only way to go. Well, hey, we all like pro rodeos, but if it benefits our athlete, who cares? You know, if you right there, sir, if you could go win $100,000 in this association uh, and you have a chance to go win $100,000 over, I was talking about the PRCA. But what I'm saying is as long as we keep our Cowboys rolling, isn't that the point we're trying to get into? (laughs) You know, like. You're you're right, though. You're right, Ron. That's what. These guys are risking their lives and limbs as they compete, right? And so what, what we say is it doesn't matter if you're Jade Corkill and you're at the Gooding Pro Rodeo, or you're at the World Series of Team Roping, that can count within our system, right? Yeah, because of the... Because of the app, and you just... You basically, it's like playing fantasy sports for the athletes themselves. They say, hey, watch me. If I do good, give me some points. If I get enough points, I get to come to your big rodeo, right? I mean, look, we also have an initiative, the Women's World Championship, which we just did with PBR at AT AT&T, A number nine team in the women's team roping was the only team to catch. And there were two, at least 13 teams in there. They won $90,000. Wow. They're a number nine team in AT&T Stadium, right? So so that's where, you know, like people look at our deal and they're like, yeah, I got to have an app and yeah, but, but... when you get to the rodeo, you got to win. It doesn't yeah. matter if you're 17, if you're 42, if you're a number nine, or if you're an NFR contestant. If you're 6, 66, or 96. <laughs> Thanks, Roger Mooney. Sorry, um, sorry about that. But no, uh, that's good. Uh, you know, last year was my, going back to Corpus, that last year was my first year. You know, Benji was there, and he's still there. Uh, he's doing all the uh, concert stuff, so they brought right. me in because it was, it was so much on his plate. So I walked in there, and I'm like, this building is badass. Like, it is really, really cool. And Big Stupid is a st- contractor. 
Um, Big stupid. I love yeah. it. Who's Heath Stewart from who refu- Frontier Pro Rodeo? <laughs> he he, re- he refuses to come on the show because he I wondered that driving in here. Like, is Heath the only guy I besides Wade Sundell that has I, refused Heath to? Heath Benny. Benny Butler. Benny Butler. I ain't going Heath. on your radio program. Hey, you know why radio Heath's show. not doing it? Because Benny's not. Like, he's oh. like that. <laughs> Did I just say it? We're yeah. live. Yeah, we're live. I got to come. There's going to be a whipping in that? Corpus Heath? besides the rodeo. Well, um, that being said, I mean, Frontier obviously does a great job. Rump's there, Boyd. It's uh, Siler's there. And The greatest announcer. guys in the rodeo business are at this rodeo yeah. in May. And it's, it's, uh, you always hear about Corpus Christi. And, and, and uh, another good thing about it, the food downtown in Corpus Christi. The, really? uh, <laughs> what's the, what's the, the uh, fish place that's so awesome? Water, uh, waterfront? Yeah, sure. Lots of fish there Waterfront. by the bay. Sure. Yeah. It's Anybody else? No, I have no idea. But even at the... Uh, even all I know is their bourbons were stiff. Even at the, the hospitality... And, and Pendleton Whiskey. I saw we've been, uh We've been talking about um, hospitality, but at the Buck Days Rodeo, their hospitality is not loose meat sandwiches by an older gentleman with a preg check glove on dipping the... Dipping it out of the huge crock pot on the on the on the the roll that's been sitting out yeah. for six hours. Buffet. When you go into Corpus Christi, they they don't ask you, uh, do you want pulled pork or sloppy joes? They say, how would you like your steak? Their hospitality nice. is number one. And the cool thing is, like on the last day, the cowboy hospitality is they have a huge barbecue contest, so the cowboys get a free ticket. So you go down there and you take some barbecue from all these different uh, barbecue guys, and then you put your ticket in the barrel of the one you thought was the best. And I sampled everything maybe nine, ten times. <laughs> you ran out of tickets. Just to be sure. And I couldn't even decide a winner. So, um, But, you know, that's another thing. That Let me go back. The hospitality, there's a lady. When you walk in behind the uh, – right when you walk in by the secretary's office, there's big couches – with a uh, all these kids games, so the contestants can turn their kids loose. They've got they had a play a PlayStation on a TV in the corner nice. with bean bags. Like what rodeo? They bring, you, they bring you ice for your seltzers in your locker room. Uh, no, I had to hide seltzers all those. In the locker room. <laughs> I had to hide all Johnny. My he drinks. He drinks. Well, if he didn't drink, he wouldn't be funny. So. Oh, Johnny knows. <laughs> he's he's known me long enough to know high roll. The one year I filled the, the one of those lockers completely full of beer cans and. And Johnny, uh, like two days later, was like, called me and he said, "Hey, <laughs> hey, uh, Rump, I just wanted you to know that our custodian found your locker." And I said, "Sounds good, Johnny." <laughs> but um, a great That's group awesome. of people. Uh, they also have, uh, with everything going on, the birthplace of Whataburger. It is. I yes. don't know anything about the mayor, but I do know the Whataburger started in Corpus Christi, Texas. Bam. Which is a Texas staple that we've found out through the NFR this year. How many people have never been to Whataburger because everybody from out of the state of Texas has been uh, taking pictures in front of Whataburgers, okay? Rump, have you ever, like, thrown out the first pitch at a baseball game? Like, in a legitimate situation as, as a star? I would love like, to see that. I've never, I've never been to a baseball game that wasn't. Ponca City baseball. <laughs> we got to talk to Johnny. Uh, they have Dell Diamond, right? Or not? Yeah. Dell Diamond is is in somewhere the, else. That's Whataburger Field. Whataburger Field is right there by the building. There's a minor league club there. We're gonna have to make this happen. I think we I should get know. Rump in town early. 
like, and then we should place bets on the rump chat before that, like if he can get it over the plate. You yeah. didn't, and you I'll did, see if I can catch him. You didn't hear what happened in St. Paul, Minnesota, then, did you? I didn't. First I, pitch? You said you'd never done a first It wasn't a pitch. <laughs> we were there for the world's toughest. And uh, so the night before the world's toughest, Bulls and Bronx, who has been waiting a long time to get on this show. He's this is going to be good. An all-around champion from the first frontier circuit, calf roping, steer wrestling, team roping. From Abbeville, Kansas, Mr. Ty Rumford. Okay. He, he has. He's, you got to turn it on there, homie. Hold up. This is my moment. <laughs> like, all my friends, all, what are you going on, Rump Chat? What are you going on? I, I don't know. It's up to this guy, but here it is. This can is you, my moment. Can you? Hey, <laughs> I got I got Since it's your moment, hold the microphone closer to your face there, Home Fry. Sorry. There you go. So, uh, it's kind of funny because on our, our uh, Facebook Live every day, Uncle Tommy has to always put Uncle Tommy here. And then people start a having a conversation on our live feed with Uncle Tommy. Uncle Tommy, how you doing? You doing good? Been better. Pretty good. So Uncle Tommy, but he always tells us what we're doing wrong. And yes, the internet's terrible. But we're, we'll repost these. So yeah, that's just that. I just had to get that in there. But yeah, Uncle Tommy's here because he said it again today. A couple quick things. Uh, for one, Dad would be really disappointed in your tequila shot. That tequila was terrible. You were with me the last time I drank tequila. I know. And it did not go well. Tell about that. It was the fight in the parking lot. That's, <laughs> that's what he was talking about. That was a terrible Christmas. Yeah, it really was. That was the Christmas when <laughs> we when we lost all I, the uh, when we lost electricity and I found that bottle of tequila in the closet and uh, we didn't have a heater so we had to start a wood fire in the stove and then we made we, mac and cheese that took forty five minutes. I made I was like a mound man. I made mac and cheese on a stove and then Ty says, you know, if you want to stay warm, you drink tequila. So we found this bottle of tequila, and Ty went to take a drink, but I made a rule. That is true. You, couldn't, <laughs> you can't take a drink of tequila unless you sang the song and did the it dance. did the dance. So Wait, before, how did that go, by the way? Da -da 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 -da. Do the dance. I'm not going to do the dance. <laughs> if I had my laptop, I'd play it, but this but, is yours. I don't but know Ty, you, uh, you've obviously have had a really rough life being my younger sibling who I've uh, always appreciated and loved <laughs> and, and took care of. For the long time, but you've kind of been on the, uh, kind of been on the uh, the end of some uh, crazy times throughout the. I want everybody life. to get his side of the story. We've told it in a previous episode about Rump's dad was gone. So Rumford Rodeo, you know, they had a rodeo company for generations. These guys are fourth, right? Third. I don't know. Fourth. It don't matter. Anyway, Somewhere. we're not numbers people. Um, so Bronco <laughs> was gone, and a guy from. Carney Nebraska, Carney, Nebraska Carney, Nebraska calls, and Justin answers the phone. He says, Bronk, and then you guys take it from there. I, I said, yeah, this is Bronk. What's up? And he's like, I need you to come to a rodeo in Nebraska and bring a load of stock. And I said, well, I'm not home, but uh, my boys are. I'll have them take it up. <laughs> and so, keep in mind, like, everybody would go to the finals, and we were stuck at home, and it's like them bucking horses could see Dad leaving. They're like, yep, he's at Highway 50. It's time to get out. Like, like during the, always it, the NFR was the worst time to be Everybody's home. Everybody's pumped, like yeah, it's the finals, and we're like, oh crap, it's the finals. Yeah, they're like, we're all going to leave. It's we're be going cold. to the finals, and Dad's like, I just want to tell you how proud of I am of you two boys. Me and Ty are like, for what? He's like, 
I'm trusting you to take care of the ranch while we're gone. And we go, why? We're like, no, that's a terrible <laughs> that's, idea. No, that's this not is smart. stupid. So Justin, I re- actually went to school because he was in high school, and I had to get on the bus, and he said he went to school. But he gets back, and he's like, hey, we got to go to Kearney, Nebraska this weekend. And I go, why? He goes, we got a job. I said, for what? He said, we're going we're gonna to go put on a rodeo. I go, that, that's not a good idea. Does dad know? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's totally fine. I'm like, well, I'm not going. He goes, yeah, you are. I said, no, I'm not. And then other words were said and fists were thrown and I ended up going. And he's like, I'll pay you. And I'm like, well, how much? He's like, I'll give you 100 bucks. I'm like, all right, well, that don't sound so bad. Because <laughs> I was like, what, 12? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you were 12. 13. So not uh, don't lie, you'd still go, 100 bucks, hell yeah, I'm in. <laughs> exactly, yeah, really. So, yeah. I got up there, and he had to drive up there. And But Ty, in, in his defense, he's actually done some amazing things. When he was 14, he drove a pickup and gooseneck with 12 head of horses straight through from Abbeville, Kansas to Cody, Wyoming. And back. And back. And some of that I figure I feel like I'm responsible for that because I helped you when you were 12 and 13 by driving to Nebraska, following me in the semi. But I got a, so, che- I got a check for $3,000, and I cashed it. At the Bank of Kansas and Hutch, and I paid Ty his hundred dollars, and then I kept the rest. And <laughs> never another poor day. When Dad got home, and when he eventually found out I'd made three thousand dollars, how did he find out though? Well, from that the committee, committee called, and he's like, "Man, your boys did a great job. That was a top-notch deal. We are so happy." And Bronx, for what? Well, the 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 Bulls and Bronx. He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. We're glad to do it." <laughs> And so then I got cornered. Did you? Uh, and Ty guys... always sold me out. Oh, like I would absolutely. talk as a younger brother. <laughs> like I got paid on. I'd the be deal. like, Not Ty, my I'd be like, Ty, look, Dad's gonna ask you some questions. Don't say shit. And he'd be like, I ain't saying nothing. Dad'd be like, What happened? He'd be like, He did it. Like <laughs> every time. Anybody here with a brother or sister knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. He goes, So did you guys go to Carney? Yep. How'd it go? Really good. How much did Justin make? I don't know, but I got a hundred bucks. So then he like Bronco. He used to like. Part of, he did the, like the good cop, bad cop, like split us off, and Ty would always tell the truth. And then he's like, hey, I need to visit with you. Talk to your brother. I'm like, oh, crap. He and said, I uh, heard you got $3,000. I'm like, yep. actually, I don't have after after $2,900. Yeah. And you still haven't paid him? My dad? Yeah. No, oh, no. no. <laughs> it's actually kind of a hot button. Like every year at Christmas, like he, uh, he kind of gets serious. Like he'd be like, hey, Justin, you know uh, Merry Christmas, but um, you remember that two thousand nine hundred dollars that you owe me? I'm like, yep, sure, <laughs> yep, do. sure do. Merry Christmas. <laughs> you know, I buy him Christmas jammies, so you know. Yeah. But I do feel actually Bronco about went viral last year with the Christmas jammies. Yeah, he, oh, he yeah. riding a pony. Yeah, he's one of our most requested guests. We try to get he's, him over here, but he's got to go to work. He's the casual cowboy. It doesn't matter. You want to go ride ponies in your jammies? Bronco's game. Yeah. And, He's got the he's got the record. I mean, on Ryan Jarrett can rope a calf swinging backwards, cool. But you're still not Bronk Rumford riding a pony in jammies, cool. Christmas jammies. He had on Christmas jammies on on a pony, not a Shetland, but a pony. We went on a Christmas, Christmas Day jammies, trail ride. Boots and a smile. And no, he had on uh, his elf T-shirt, the jammy part, and he was drinking uh, seltzers. Oh yeah. Yeah, on That's Christmas true. morning. It was call- it's 68 degrees in Ponca City Christmas. And he used to morning. call me trombone. Your friend Trombone. How about your friend Trombone? But you know, I, I've told the Star on Rep chat before. But now that you're here, I want everybody to, to, uh, to, ver- you have to verify this story is the truth. When Ty was a little boy, he used to dress up like a bullfighter, 
and he had this cute little outfit on. He had his little bullfighter deal. So okay, but you have to keep in mind this was. 75 pounds ago when you were fighting bulls? Yeah, I was okay. way... I wasn't as fat back it, then. Yeah, 175. But so Ty, he would have my dad put a, a bulldog and steer in a pen. And Ty would chase the steer around acting like he's fighting bulls. And it was just cute and everybody loved it. And So we get a load of steers from uh, Andrews, Texas from Dan Fisher and he's got a steer, a stag, a Mexican fighting bull stag Hot. that he tells my dad, hey, do you want that stag? We'll just put him in with that load of steers. So dad was like, sure. So Ty had answered the phone back in the days of landlines and my girlfriend, um, Tanya called and he thought it was my girlfriend. Uh, I wasn't, I'm not gonna say that cause she's a <laughs> listener. He called my girlfriend the wrong, he got the girlfriends mixed up on the phone. I was pretty pissed. So later on in the day, here comes Ty and his bullfighting stuff. I go, hey, you want to fight his steer? Sure do. And I put that Mexican fighting bull in that pen. And Ty ran out and goes, hey, hey. And this stag hooked the shit out of him. Got him down, stuck his arm, and he I, is. I got, we have a big cement tank. Like, it's been there. <laughs> 1,000 years. years. Just piled up against that cement tank. It was bad. So he gets up and his I arms. I think how, for however long you got grounded on that deal, it was worth it for you, I'm sure. Dad comes out and Ty's crying, and I finally get the bull, the stag off. The worst part is I didn't want to get hooked. So I'm standing on the fence with a with a sort and stick. I'm trying to hit this fight bull between the head to try to try to get him to quit hooking Ty. But every about third swing, that fight bull would move, and I'd miss the bull and hit Ty right in the face. And <laughs> and so when he finally gets up, I'm like, don't say anything to Dad. And his arm's like this. He's like, oh, my God. He's eight or nine years old and crying. I'm like, just shut your mouth. It never happened. Dad's like, what happened? I'm like, I don't know. He's, damn kid's crying. <laughs> Ty's like, he had a Mexican fighting bull. I'm like, Ty, he, I told him not to. And then that bull was standing in the corner in that pen and totally sold me out. Yeah, it's the bull's fault. But there has been several wrecks that the Rumford Ranch, um, I want you to tell the story about last year when I was getting ready to do the the christmas rides oh the luminaries yeah so and this has never been said i don't think on rum chat but i have a very strong dislike for mules i don't know if anybody out there can relate to that but not a fan but the Hold interesting on. part is i get stuck driving them all the time because when we had our rodeo company how we fed stock whether it was winter time summer whatever we always hooked a team fed with a wagon. still do yeah and so last year dad leaves says hey i need you to go give rides at this deal you got to take the mules like oh great so much fun <laughs> i have no problem with them at all and i take them to the to kingman do the parade everything goes great don't have a problem so old big bear and dad they get home and they by golly we're gonna hook these mules and we're gonna show you guys how to do it and i'm like all right have have at it and so they're they're gonna really wear these mules down before we take them to town that night. We always take them to Hutchinson, Kansas, for the luminaries and give rides. And it's like a two and a half hour long deal, and we have a line from here to, you know, there. Arlington. Yeah. <laughs> for rides, but by golly, they're gonna wear these mules down, and we're you know they're gonna be good. And I'm like, I don't know what the problem is. I never have any trouble, and I, but you guys do what you want. Have at it. So Justin, he's gonna take them. We live four mile section. He's gonna take them around the section. So. We're sitting there waiting, and it's about five minutes. We wonder, we'll wonder how he's getting along, and one of our phone rings. He goes, hey, uh, yeah, you guys are going to have to come get me. Why? What's the problem? I had a wreck, and that's all we hear. So we get in the pickup. 
they go down the road and Justin's standing there and he's got a mule in one hand, one's on the ground and he's going like this. <laughs> hey. They took off. <laughs> what did you do? He said, well, they took off. Yeah, but why is one on the ground? He said, well, I flipped one. How did you flip one? Well, somehow the, the neck yoke come off the front, and we told him, we're like, hey, you should probably put, like, some wire around that just that in case. That was my Oh, fault. no, it's fine. Oh, all right, go ahead. But the tongue fell down because the neck yoke come off and went into the ground, which shot the front of that wagon up in the air, which then let the rest of the mules come unhooked, like the tugs, and created a slingshot effect, and he lawn darted just. <laughs> I landed 40 foot in front of the mules, but. And one have, still couldn't get up. One mule got stuck underneath the wagon, which was fine once we got him out. But <laughs> there, his hat. There, yeah, smashed my hat. There I am standing in the middle of the road with one mule stuck underneath the wagon. And, um, but I, said, I will tell you. Oh, so, yeah, we're going to really wear these mules down, huh? You know, how many, you guys out there, and I know a lot of people watching, you, you've seen in the old Western movies, like, the teams. And when a team runs off, the guy that jumps between... Have you guys all seen that? You know the guy like in, in a war wagon when the team runs off and he's going to ju- jump in like between. Like he ends up yeah. underneath there so and he gets on him and pulls him. I was yeah. actually going to do that, but when I, when the tongue hit, I went over the whole. At one point I looked down and I saw the mule's ears hitting myself in the foot. And I had done that before when I, uh, when I was going through that one weird phase where I drink beer all day and then drive those paints. And those paints took off running. Four up. And that was when they were they were hooked four up and they took my my granddad from Canada was down. <laughs> that was a and they took off and he leans over to me and goes, I don't think he's in control. And I said, No, he's not. No, I'm not. But I thought when I the one time when I lost the lines, I thought, here's my chance. This is my chance to really show everybody how badass I am. <laughs> so I get into position and we are at a dead sprint. And one thing I've learned from uh, breaking teams of horses. When they start going, that wagon gets to whipping bad. So I'm like, this is my shot. I'm going to jump onto the tongue, and I'm going to grab both of these back horses, and I'm going to work. Our wagon was built by Uncle Tommy, so it's probably not (laughs) OSHA approved. So I'm sitting there, and I'm trying to pump myself up, and I'm like, okay. And I jumped, and when I did, I missed the tongue, and I got underneath that wagon. It just got run over. (laughs) And I got knocked out. I got knocked out where uh, that neighbor of ours, an old old lady named Beulah, come driving by and almost ran me over her in her Mercury. And I remember rolling over bleeding. She's like, did something happen to you? <laughs> no, Beulah. <laughs> Decided to take a nap, baby girl. What do you want? <laughs> Beulah. We always had Rex. Yeah, we just, it was a constant state of Rex. Ty's 30, and a round of applause for Ty making it to 30 because, I mean... It's been kind of a rough road because we have uh, the bull riding accidents that we've had. A lot of people um, didn't know about when we went and got those bulls and got dad into the lawsuit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had to. Detri- it really is amazing we've made Can it. Can you talk about it now? Is, is it still under no, litigation? I'm the first one that got on the bull, though. Like, we got that. When we did get that bull, uh, it's kind of a long story, but. They won, two, they won two rounds on that bull over the next two years at the NFR. No big they deal. Yeah. So we had these kids get on the other one, and the bulls didn't buck, and they're like, we got one bull left, and I'm like, I'll do it because I thought he was going to run off. So I got on with just a bull rope, no spurs, 
All I got on with was my Not will. A bull rope, a flank. Yeah. No glove and a flank. Yeah. That bull turned out like bodacious and jerked me down and knocked me out. And um, they, well, no, they took him to the finals for yeah. like five years. And yeah, won. they won several rounds, and I was the first bull rider on. Um, You're the man. Yeah, it's no big deal. No big deal. But talk a little bit, uh, real quick, on a serious note. Rodeo and back east. A lot of people, when I, you know, we talk about rodeo, and our family spread out. Where, you know, Haley's in. Uh, Red Bluff, California, and I'm in Oklahoma, and you spend a lot of time in New York. A lot of people don't know a lot about rodeoing in New York. But You know, I, I got the opportunity to go work for uh, Sean Graham of the Paint and Pony Rodeo, Lake Luzerne, upstate New York. And when you do, when you think New York or back east, you don't think rodeo, but I'm here to tell you there is a lot. There is a lot of rodeo. Um, just in that kind of region, just in New York, you can go to a rodeo or a roping jackpot, something probably five out of seven days a week and because their their season is so short and you know they only get from may till you know parts of october and then they're done and so there's so much to do and it was it was a great experience i'm so glad i got to go and it really is you know everybody's you know the whole madison square garden deal we're bringing rodeo back to new york well you know what it never left it's up there and it's alive and it's it really is pretty cool that that rodeo's in the adirondack mountains the adirondack stampede we've yeah, we done worked that, that once we worked yep. at one we drank a 18 pack of beer in a 15 minute intermission in rump's locker room one time me and hambo did such a good job in new york that we were never, never went, invited back yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much. yeah we met we went to there's great food there it was uh that's in um Glens Falls. Glens Falls, Glens yeah. Falls, yep. And a guy took us out on this. Uh, he owned the yacht club, and he took yeah. us out on his boat. Lake it's George. November. It's yep. Lake George, which is awesome. Like the owner of the Boston Red Sox has a house there. All oh, these, yeah. it was the and mansions are ridiculous. Yeah, it's. And then we plugged in my wife's phone, and he's like, "Let's play some tunes." So she gave him his phone, and the first song was that Nickelback song. So I like your pants around your feet. And she looked at Classy. he looked at her, and then he, it got creepy. Then he stalked her on Facebook, yeah. and she had to block him. It was creepy. Yeah. Anywho, that's my New York but rodeo it, story. It was it was a lot of fun, you know, seeing but like you know, things I probably wouldn't have. And I, I always made the joke, I'm like, it doesn't matter what pro rodeo, pro rodeo you go to this weekend, you're probably gonna run into a Rumford because <laughs> between mom and dad and Justin and Haley, like, like rodeo in Delaware. Yeah, Delaware in, State in Fair Maryland. champion. It's Delaware. It's still but do, and they get some good crowds because I know like Glens Falls had a badass crowd. That oh, was absolutely. great. Uh, Woodstown, New Jersey. It, if it's even day like today, as long as it's not raining, weather's decent. They'll they'll sell it out. It's, it's uh, that other one in New York. It's in August. It's during August. Sydney. Oh, Gary, Gary, Gary Fireman's Rodeo. Gary, yeah, that's that's a great rodeo. It's it's on the western side of New York, and and you get a lot of really, you know, really big names there because it's kind of in a part of the year where, you know. Guy needs a little money, and it's they call it know, ducking off. Yeah, the duck off. Well, you know, I think it's pretty good this year too because that's one thing with COVID that kind of helped out rodeos. Oh, like yeah, rodeos like that. When Ratliff wish... Jewel was out there, yeah. uh, the Wrights went back to Cowtown for a weekend. So you know they we got a lot of cowboys back east this year, which may not. I mean, there's nothing wrong well, with going like back C there. Caddo and Weston Hughes went to Woodstown a lot. Yeah. You know, uh, Tyler Milligan, they went to, they had a three-day rodeo in Maine. And this is what's really cool is up there, since the contestants' numbers, there are so limited, they'll separate those rodeos. So you might have run, you know, go to one place, but have three separate rodeos in that same place. So you enter three times. Really? Oh, wow. And that, they did that in Maine, and it was there towards the end of the season. And uh, they were 1,000 at it a day, three days right in a row. And, like, I think... 
Caddo, Tyler Milligan, a lot of them guys went up there, and you know, because it just how it worked, it was a good deal for and them. As far as circuit finals go, like they always say, like the best circuit finals, one of the very best is the first Frontier Circuit Finals at Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, it's it's during the Pennsylvania Farm Show in Harrisburg in huge coliseum and it it's packed like if you don't have your tickets bought on friday you're not getting any right just packed full and it's i mean it's so much fun too because they i mean they make it their own nfr they really do i mean granted it's not as big and there's not as much prestige but to them guys it is it's great and it was so much fun like we had our own after party they did buckles go arounds it was so much fun i i was you know that's that's one of my favorite things i got to do in you got you to go know. to the Ram Finals this year where J.J. Harrison made fun of me. Yeah. Through you. Yeah. Which he said cool. I was your grandfather. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That was not funny. No, I was talking about the Ram Finals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're still about you. Oh, I no. Forgot. I was talking oh, about you. Oh, brotherly love. He does that a lot. But, you know, I do get a lot well, of material from Ty. But, you know. It's yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Hey, Ty, welcome to the – he owes me at least three of those nine buckles. Probably you at least a couple. Yeah. So he at really least. hasn't won nine. Yeah, it takes a village. A, it takes a village. Yeah, it does. <laughs> well, uh, a lot of people go. Uh, so Justin's your older brother. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So are you pretty funny too? Yeah. And my uh, my line is double the funny, half the fat. Well, <laughs> ah, that's good right there. Gluten free this year. I like yeah, it. Gluten free. Well, uh, we're gonna wrap things up. Ty, we got. Uh, I mean, we'll we'll get you on again because yeah. there's so many more stories. But we should probably write things down. Jordo Holland is the only guy who actually came prepared and had a timeline. We'll have Ty, we'll have Ty on when he can uh, when we can edit. Oh, there's a, there's out. a lot of stories. Yeah, Especially yeah, we can't there, do the, the, most of those on Facebook the, the Live. The first time I got to go to Quebec and rodeo, that's a Quebec. Interesting. Yeah, that might be one we could edit, but uh, interesting one. Ty, Ty can only be on for small amounts of time because he knows a little too much. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, thank you, Ty, for coming on today. Thank and your you, beautiful Ty. girlfriend, Alexis. Ty finally got a girlfriend. He, he made it to wow. thirty. He made it to yeah. thirty I years old. I thought you were a paid. I see in your pocket. It's my phone. Thank you, though. Okay, moving right along. Ty Rumford, everybody. Everybody, thank all you right. on behalf hey, uh, of all of us. Uh, ladies, can we get you guys to come up here and help help hand us and out? Ty. We have, and Ty, Ty, hand out. We've got Pendleton whiskey shot glasses. Yeah. Koozies. We've got. If you want a Pendleton buckle, shot glass, koozies. make a little noise, all right? Yeah, put your hand in the air. Don't throw them, Ty. Just. just We'd like to thank Pendleton Whiskey for making this possible. Gold Buckle Beer, of course. Can't say enough good things about Pete Car Rodeo sponsoring the Rump Chat stage this year, as well as our friends at Manscaped. And we want to thank our opening act, Anthony <laughs> Lucia. Hey, yeah, Manscaped. Hey, Lefty. That's Poncho's right hand. Hey. Do you get it? That was Everybody. A good line. Lefty Holman, Bronc Rider. Lefty will buy you a beer if you get in line right That's now. That's right. He's yeah. made like six million during the finals. If you need to trim your beard, Manscaped or many other things. You Manscaped, don't you? Atta boy. Come on. So gross. <laughs> if you enter Rump Chat 20 on Manscaped, you can get a lawnmower 2.0 for 20% off. It's almost Christmas. So Nobody uh, likes a long, long lawn. Thank you to our rodeo of the day, Buck Days Rodeo, Corpus Christi, Texas. Yep. Uh, tomorrow, our last day here, the last day of the national finals rodeo in Texas for at least five years. So come 
locked and loaded, ready Maybe to go. But we, tra- in tradition, we will wrap up Rump Chat tomorrow, 2 o'clock. The great Joe Beaver will be with us tomorrow to wrap stuff up. So thanks, y'all, for coming. Drink Stick around. we got some live music coming on this, so just hang out and drink some beers. And uh, here's to you. See you all tomorrow. Thank you, everybody.